This is Scripture Read Badly. A podcast where two grown-up pastor's kids discuss the stories of the Bible in chronological order. Attempting to avoid heresy and generally having a good time. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Ryan. Sit back and rejoice. Today's verse comes from Judges chapter 16, verse 14. So while he slept, Delilah took the seven locks of his head and wove them into the web. This was the original inspiration for Charlotte's Web, originally titled Delilah's Web. My name is Ryan, and welcome to Scripture Read Badly. And my name is Jeremy, and she definitely was a spider, a Mm -hmm. gross eight-legged arachnid called Delilah. Beautiful. Very uh, true. But today we are starting in chapter 15, which uh, is once again another moment where Samson single-handedly kills a whole bunch of people and is a little bit uh, mischievous with creative fire-making tools. Mm-hmm. And once again, there's moments where you think people trust each other or people understand each other and then they're just manipulating them and so it opens with the father stopping like his old well now old wife his former wife stopping him from going into the bedroom with his new wife who is now his former wife because he's given it away to his another man and then he offers his younger wife or his younger daughter and you think why would a father do that when he's just going to offer the next daughter and why would he think that Samson would go for something like that unless they consider him super dumb or super without not morals but almost without morals like you don't really care which woman I give you I'll just give you whatever woman I want right well I think it was in a way uh, it was supposed to appease him maybe he saw because this is this is after some days, so we don't know how long that is. Let's let's assume three days after Samson had killed thirty men or whatever it was, uh, when yeah. they had when somebody had tricked him with the riddle, uh, with answering the riddle correctly, and so Samson's wife had been given to his former best man, now worst man, um, and so I think maybe the father of the bride saw how insane this guy was and how strong he was and thought I don't want to mess with this guy better to save my the rest of my family's life by giving him my younger daughter rather than letting him go in there and potentially kill all of us because of a disagreement or something so he was trying to appease him I think but and it's also interesting that Samson wants to return to his wife even though his wife deceives him and like told them about the answer to the riddle Hmm. and then that happens multiple times in his life yeah and you wonder if he's just a very trusting man who is all good with um, forgiveness or he's just a little slow Hmm. how old do you think he is 30 yeah probably 30 okay that's a it's decent. It's a decent age. Hang on, what are you turning soon? Uh, 25. And I will have oh. turned 25 by the time this comes out. 
Yeah, 25 on the 15th. It's pretty good. Yeo, send presents. Yeah. It's interesting, too, that these judges, some of them are just dodgy characters that God uses for good. And some of them are dodgy characters who just come from dodgy roots and then end up being great. Mm-hmm. And then Samson seems to come from pretty pious uh, parents. Yep. But he's very uh, instinctive towards his lesser desires, often. And then he seems to react out of anger a ton, which is not helped by his ridiculous strength. But still, God uses him like God picked him out of a lineup. Um. So, in a way, Samson could be considered to be a bit like a church kid that goes off the rails a little bit. Or maybe has had a solid upbringing in church, but has always been a bit of a wild card. You never quite know how he's going to respond to things. He knows the right way, but sometimes his passions get the better of him. Yeah. Um, Even though sometimes his passions are directed in uh, defending the oppressed... Yep. It's still very odd watching their lives. Mm. Absolutely. And so this is uh, actually the last judge that we're going to look at in this book before we head over to the book of 1 Samuel. So uh, this is an exciting time for us, uh, heading out of the the period of the, the judges into the last judge uh, and first prophet. So we're, we're at the tail end of this era uh, in the the time of Israel being uh, having settled in the land of Canaan, and so Samson, like we said, is a bit of a passionate fellow, uh, sometimes a little bit too much, and so Samson, in response to his former bride's father saying, "Take my younger daughter because she's prettier," uh, he she's into the same bands as you. Yeah, that's right. You actually have more in common. That's right. Uh, So Samson says, All right, this time I shall be innocent in regard to the Philistines when I do them harm. What? What does he mean by that? Interesting. Maybe... Is he saying, You've just done me wrong, so now my actions will be justified when I hurt you again? Because that's kind of weird. Or maybe he's saying, when I set these foxes' tails on fire, it's not me that's doing the damage, it's the foxes. Like, I won't directly punch them. Ah, okay. I'll let the foxes do the work. Right. Okay, cool. So Samson went and caught 300 foxes. How, do you, how long do you think that took him? And a how while, do you, how do you think he did that? Unless it was like a field of foxes that are corralled by Yates. Unless right. he had a fence that he or put all the foxes in. Or if it was like Team Rocket and Pokemon where they just kind of shoot a net out of a rocket launcher and it just lands oh, on top true. of 300 of them at once. <laughs> and then he just drags them away. That's right. <laughs> You're coming with me, 300 yeah. foxes. <laughs> so he catches 300 foxes because you've got to catch them all. And he turns... He them tail to tail and puts a torch between each pair of tails so he doesn't tie 300 foxes together he ties 150 pairs of foxes together um, which I imagine would be a little bit more manageable however probably just as painful for the foxes involved very Um, much 
and you wonder how often the torches fell down. So maybe only 75 pairs of foxes made it to the field. Mm, and the other ones were burnt alive? His bets. <laughs> no, foxes! Yeah. I mean, foxes are nice, but in a way they're pests, so... Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh. And um, then how often did they just try and run away from each other and not actually go in any specific direction towards uh, the field? Like cat dog. There's a lot of possibilities here, like cat dog. Mm, that's right. Okay. So, he takes torches, puts them uh, in the tails of these foxes... And when he had set fire to the torches, he let the foxes go into the standing grain of the Philistines and set fire to the stack grain and the standing grain, as well as the olive orchards. Uh, So then the Philistines say, who did this? And everyone's... So, uh, wait. Then the Philistines said, who did this? And they said, Samson, the son-in-law of the Timnite, because he has taken his wife and given her to his companion. So the Philistines are blaming him, even though he said he'd be innocent in their sight. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's just like, it wasn't me. He did it was a the lot foxes. of damage. He did a yeah, lot did. of damage. Man. So he has essentially done uh, what the Midianites did in the time of Gideon, when they would come mm, in and yep. steal all the grain and head off so that the... Israelites had no grain, they didn't have any food, they had to thresh wheat in the wine press to hide it from the Midianites and, and all that type of stuff. So he's just done the reverse, except nobody's enjoying the spoils. He's just saying, if I can't have what I want, then you guys can't have what you need to survive. Yeah. Uh, it was a pretty Smooth. creative way to do it, though. Very creative. Hmm. I might, but uh, the people aren't blaming him directly at first. They blame the father and the daughter. So they actually come up and set the father and the daughter on fire. Mm. And Samson says, if this is what you do, I swear I will be avenged on you. And after that, I will quit. And they struck them hip and thigh with a great bow, blow. And he went down and stayed in the cleft of the rock of Edom. So he punishes them by setting fire to their fields and then takes revenge on his father-in-law and his ex-wife by smashing a few dudes. Or it could be his fiance. It's not really oh, that clear. Oh, true. Okay. It might, yeah, it might be his new bride, but either way they, they yep. killed some of their own because of Samson's actions and then Samson killed them because of their actions in response to his actions. He doesn't really seem to get it, does he? Nope. Yeah. Well, none of them do because it's just a back and forth of vengeance for a while. Yeah. What do you think it means by he struck them hip and thigh? Um, maybe he broke their Punches them in the leg? Just punches their leg. Just gives them a dead leg in between (laughs) the hip and the knee. Oh. With a donkey's bone because that seems to be his weapon of choice. His go-to. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so he goes and hides in the cleft of the rock of Etam. So he hides in a cave, I guess. Yeah. Uh, it's called Etam. The Phil- in Etam. So then the Philistines come up and they encamp in Judah and they make a raid on Lehi. Now, as you'll remember from our, our map that we share in Google Docs, uh, this is all happening on the border of the, the Red Sea. So this is all uh, quite close 
to the... Uh, it's actually within Israelite territory, even if they are not necessarily uh, living in their full inherited allotments. Yeah. Um, so this is all happening in Judah, essentially, within the territory of Judah um, and south of Dan. Um, so this is... Uh, a a tribe, a nation that they should have completely obliterated, but they did not, and they have slowly crept back onto the map uh, to the point now where they are making raids and sieges against the Israelites. Um, once again, Israel's lack of follow-through coming back to, to bite them a little bit. Um, so the Philistines, they encamp in Judah. So essentially they head away from the sea, because they're, they're bordering on the sea. They head inland a little bit and they encamp and they make a raid on Lehi. And I don't have where that is on my map and I don't think it matters. Uh, yeah, and the men of, it matters. men of Judah say, why have you come against us? And they say, we have come up to bind Samson to do to him as he did to us. So, he Samson himself is the reason that a Philistine army comes and makes a raid on Lehi or at least that's how they're justifying their raid yep I guess and it must have been a lot of people if 3,000 men are sent to get Samson like they're very serious about getting this one man right and And you wonder how far away all this is yeah and they know where he was too in the cleft of the rock of Etam yeah and they tell him uh, don't you know that the Philistines are rulers over the, over us? So we do remember from the last episode that the Philistines had kind of taken control, at least of southern Israel at this point, for several years. And it was in response to this oppression that Israel had cried out to God and God had uh, raised up Samson at this particular time. Um, yeah. And... He says, what then is it that you have done to us? So now they're saying, you have caused us greater harm than what we were already experiencing. Why on earth have you done that? Yeah. And uh, Samson says, as they did to me, so have I done to them. So again, he's not really getting it. He's just stuck in this circle of vengeance. And I don't know if he's ever going to get out of it. Yeah, I don't think he does. And it seems throughout the rest of his story that he doesn't. Yeah. But then he goes into self-preservation mode mm-hmm. at the same time as wanting to further the revenge because he sees that 3,000 people could probably take him. So then he asks, you can bind me as long as you don't harm me. And the men are like, yeah, sure, 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 sure. We'll just bind you and hand you over to them. And so you think, oh, he's got another plan. He's going to bust out and stab a whole bunch of guys. Trojan horse. Because not... Yeah, yeah. Because... Exactly. No uh, ropes can hold him, as has been proved. Oh, no, that hasn't been proved yet. But later in the story, that is proved again and again and again. So then they bind him with... I think it says new... Yeah, two new ropes. And they bring him back up from the rock. And when they come to Lehi, the Philistines come shouting to meet him. So they're like riled up. Yeah. 
And then the Spirit of the Lord rushed upon him, and the ropes that were on his arms became as flax, which is not a very um, strong thing. Right. That has caught fire, so it's on fire even less strong. And his mm-hmm. hands melted. No, <laughs> not his hands. And his bonds <laughs> melted off his hands. His, and hands, his hands melted off his hands. Uh, and he found a fresh jawbone, of course, and yes. put out his hand and struck it. Took it. Wow, I just can't read in this light. <laughs> and took it, and with it he struck 1,000 men. Wow. That's ridiculous. Wow. Okay, so uh, something to note here is that the special detail is given that Samson only was able to break out of his bonds in response <coughs> in response to the spirit of the Lord rushing upon him. And that's something that I guess I've never really noticed while reading this before. I thought he was just always strong. And we, we speculated about this in the last episode. Was he strong yep. all the time or was... It just the fact that God needed him to be strong at particular moments. And I think it was the latter. I don't think yeah. he was necessarily like Superman or, or something at all times. Um, or a Luke Cage with hair, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to the Netflix version. Um, so he does all this in response to the Spirit of the Lord being upon him. And he did that in the last episode, in the last chapter as well. Uh, when he, um, yes, yes, he did that. The spirit of the Lord came upon him and he was able to kill those men because they had cracked the riddle and so forth. Uh, so again, jawbone donkey, I can't imagine it's very big. I mean, I've seen a donkey in real life and the at least going by my own jawbone. I'm not a donkey, but uh, it doesn't really feel that big. Nope. So do you think he's got right up close to him and just kind of clubbed them to death with this short billy club type thing? Or Or maybe he had time to, like, carve it into a shiv so he could just do some stabbing. Okay, okay. Or maybe... But still, bone isn't that tough, especially if they had swords made of metal. I can imagine that uh, after five people, the bone would kind of deteriorate or slip out of his hands or crack or something, let alone a thousand. So I don't know, maybe, maybe he bent it like a, like a strong person bends a steel bar. I guess I'm just taking that from movies uh, into (laughs) some kind of a straight baseball bat type thing and was able to just go to town that way. Um, I guess. Or maybe the Holy Spirit strengthened it so he could just use it on whatever he wanted. Very true. And I think that's probably the most likely sword. thing. Yep. Yep. Or, or a Holy Spirit club, rather. Um, there you go. I, I want to join, I guess. Um, okay, so then <laughs> Samson kind of sings a song while he's doing that, I guess. Uh, because the indentation in my Bible suggests that when he says with the jawbone of a donkey heaps upon heaps with the jawbone of a donkey have i struck down a thousand men i imagine he's probably singing that or chanting it as some kind of a i don't know a a proclamation to be remembered yep Uh, or uh, he's just trying to freak everyone out yeah that would definitely freak me out freaky tune 
Yeah, well, and okay. he's clearly Australian with that use of heaps. Yeah, that's right, heaps and heaps. Well, uh, interestingly enough, harkening back to our segment, a uh, very famous segment called Star Wars Does the Bible, uh, there is a series of novels published uh, a couple of years ago that take place right after Episode Six, Return of the Jedi, uh, where there's a big battle on the planet of Jakku. And that's where episode seven begins, the desert and everything. That's where Ray's from. So there are several rebels that join in this big battle. And one of them is a kid uh, who is a man in episode seven. But in the story, he's a kid who has a, an old battle droid from the prequels that's been converted into some kind of a murder bot. It has... Uh, blades and and everything kind of sticking out of all of its limbs but the weirdest thing about this robot is that the way he's programmed it has uh i think he spliced together a few different droid memories and one of them was maybe a dancer of some kind so this murderous robot has uh also has this weird kind of maniacal singing and dancing attitude that kind of comes about when he's (coughs) when he's killing lots of people so he just kind of dances through whole armies singing and pirouetting and it's really disturbing Uh, and that's just to read about it I can't imagine what it would be like in person to see Samson just going with the jawbone of a donkey (laughs) (laughs) heaps upon heaps uh, Those are very good sound effects. Thanks. I'm I'm actually spitting at my microphone. I thought it might That's help fine. convey Sounded the perfect. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> I know that from experience. Uh, okay. So as soon as he had finished speaking, he threw away the jawbone out of his hand. Well, good, I suppose. How long do you think it took him to kill a thousand men? Because we've we've talked about how it could be like Assassin's Creed before, where they yeah. just surrounded by a thousand people and one at a time they attack you and you just counterattack for all of them just yeah. hit hit x to counterattack and you're good um i imagine but then i wonder how many hits it takes to take a, a guy down with a jawbone because right. if it was one then that's still a thousand people you have to hit once mm-hmm. but if it's like five or six times that's going to take forever. And then what are the other Israelites doing? Are they just standing around watching him massacre them? Or are yeah, they killing other parts of the army? Because the yeah. army had to be more than a thousand people. It, probably, but they could have done a raid on a city or a town with a thousand people if they ruled the area. True. So, I, I don't know. It makes sense that the men of Judah would have just killed that army if it was just a thousand. But maybe maybe they were transfixed maybe they were watching because obviously they gave him over into their hands and then suddenly they're just like what the heck is happening samson breaks out of these new ropes picks up the jawbone of a donkey or takes it out of a donkey's head i don't know where did he get that bone from no idea but he just starts killing a thousand people i would be probably dumbstruck or I would probably retreat a little bit. Yeah, I think, just man, run away. he's murderous and crazy. I don't like this. I'm just going to yep. back away slowly and then run to a safe distance and then just watch. <coughs> I imagine a lot of people would have done that. Probably from yeah, both yeah. sides. Yep. 
And I wonder too if they had taken him away a while before this all started. Mm. Or if he's still there with them. Right. Right. That isn't very uh, that isn't very clear, is it? So Oh, okay. So it does it doesn't say that they were that he was ever handed over into their hands. It says the Philistines says, came out shouting to meet him. Then the Spirit yeah. of the Lord rushed upon him. So he probably just ran out of the ranks of the Israelites and killed all those men. Like some kind of a, a maniac attacking... One person attacking a thousand people. Yeah. As opposed to kind of taking them out from the middle of the group. Um, like I was picturing before. So the place gets renamed... Uh, and understandably so because it means the hill of the jawbone uh, you wouldn't really want to forget something like that he was very nope. thirsty and he calls upon the Lord because he's thirsty it says you've granted this great salvation by the hand of your servant and shall I night shall shall I shall I now die of thirst uh, shall I Beautiful. now die of thirst and fall into the hands of the uncircumcised so there are other Philistines around looks like um god split open the hollow place that is at lehi and water came out of it do you think that was a a hill or a well or or an oak maybe it was like lake george near canberra oh sweet so lake uh, water just kind of came out of the ground and suddenly there was a lake there instead of fields with zebras there are zebras in Lake George, I a think. A lot of zebras. So many zebras. They just come out and hang out. They and do. Drink that water. So, uh, Samson drank and his spirit returned and he was revived. And then the place got another name. Uh, and this one is called The Spring of Him Who Called. So, yeah, it looks like a spring that came out of the ground. So, interesting. Very interesting. Uh, he judged Israel in the days of the Philistines 20 years. Okay, that's a detail I did not know. I thought this was all going to take place over a few years, but 20 years he was the military leader and <laughs> spiritual head of Israel. Uh, so it nice. looks like he, that him doing that was enough of a demonstration to establish some kind of leadership uh, or re-establish leadership over Israel. So pretty, yeah. pretty good. It looks like he's on the up and up. And then we find in the next chapter he goes to Gaza. Hmm. And that, I understood that to be in Egypt, right? Right. So he travels quite a long way and they know who he is there. Because he sees a prostitute and he goes into her. Ah, uh, okay. The citizens okay. of Gaza. Uh, quick intervention here. Uh, so yep. there are the pyramids at. Giza? Pyramid of Giza? Is that uh, what it is? Okay. Something like that. Yeah. So Gaza is actually in Philistia. So it's it's on the the border of the sea. Um, that makes more sense. It looks like one of the southernmost uh, cities mentioned in the Bible in Philistia. So it's uh, he's essentially just going into enemy territory. He's not going all the way to Egypt. But, I mean... From where he would have been living, uh, given the fact that he was from the tribe 
of what? I don't know. A Dan. He was from the tribe of Dan. So he, he went south. He journeyed south probably a couple of days to get to Gaza. So that's where we are. Okay. And... But he's known by name because of the relationship and because of his military stuff. And it's interesting that he goes into a prostitute, Hmm. which I don't remember what that... Wasn't that a part of the Nazarite vow that you didn't do that? Anyway, whatever. Yep. I mean, I don't know, but it makes sense. Even just a vow that you would make to God following the commandments, you wouldn't do that. Even being a judge of the people, you'd think... They Especially not. Yeah, that's right. Especially not Philistine ones. Gross. Yeah, yuck. But she was probably pretty, and he seems to like pretty ladies. And the citizens of Gaza says Samson has come here, and they surrounded the place to set an ambush for him all night at the gate of the city. Hmm. And they kept quiet all night, saying, "Let us wait till the light of the morning, then we will kill him." Interesting. But Hmm. Samson lay till midnight, and at midnight he arose and took hold of the doors of the gate of the city and the two posts and pulled them up. This is interesting that his strength isn't precursed by the Holy Spirit rushing on him, but that may be just a given. Yeah, I think that might be implied in the fact that he was the judge of Israel, and previous judges in this book have said the Spirit of the Lord came upon them and they were the judge. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and he puts the city gates on the top of a hill that is in front of Hebron, which I assume is a while away. Uh, yep. It's, and it's then quite he a finds hike. another woman who lives in a valley of Serek, and her name was Delilah, who has been the um, subject of many songs. Yeah. And the lords of the Philistines came up and said to her. This is to Delilah, the new girl in his life. Did they say, Seduce hey there, Delilah? Him. They do. What, what's it like and in they sing the rest Sorek of the, City? And she's like, oh, it's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> and then in the song, they continue to tell her to seduce him and see where his great strength lies and by what means we may overpower him. Because he is such a thorn in the side of Philistia that they would like to take him out, but they just can't figure out how to take him out, and all their plans have failed so far. And yeah. they offer her 1,100 pieces of silver, which, as we all know, is 110 gold pieces each. Of course. Of course. Um, okay, so the Sorek Valley, or the Valley of Sorek, is in between the main cities of Philistia on the coast of the Mediterranean Sea and uh, the hill country of uh, Judah, Ephraim, and so on. So it's probably within Philistine territory. And we do see that she is a Philistine. She has obvious ties to the uh, the nation and allegiances uh, that will come into play. But... Um, uh, it's it's unclear how soon this happened after he took the gates from the city. So obviously he was doing something bad or something undesirable in Gaza. But I guess God must have warned him that he was going to get killed, but he had better things in store for him. One last big act to, yeah. to do. So uh, he made a show of taking the gates, which would have been very heavy. Um, and 
probably quite impossible for one man with normal strength to take out of the ground. Uh, but he takes them as a symbol, saying that they have no security, I guess. Maybe the what they thought was their strength with the city is now uh, being uprooted and, yep. and taken away. So he's saying, yeah, I did something wrong, but... As a sign, God is going to come and do X, Y, and Z, maybe. Or he might yep. have just thought, this will show him. Ugh. Hulk smash. Yeah, take this. Just takes him. Mm-hmm. So, Delilah, in the Valley of Sorek, was told to seduce him. Uh, which starts this new season of his life, which is exactly the same as an old season, where he slowly gets tricked... By mm-hmm. different um, things. So, similar to when he set the riddle at his first wedding, yeah. It it's almost like he plays with them for a while. So, Delilah asks him, hey, where's your strength at? And he says at first, oh, well, first you have to get seven fresh bowstrings that have not been dried, and then I will become weak and be like other men. Hmm. And so then the lords of the Philistines are like, all right, sweet, let's do this. Yep. And go out and get the seven and give it to her. So when he goes to sleep, she somehow ties this huge dude up without him knowing. Maybe he wasn't huge. And then he wakes up. Oh, true. At at this point, he's 50 years old, if we're going by our initial definitive judgment that he was 30 when he went to get married. Um, Interesting that he, he, he was never married, not officially, or at least not after his fiance and future father-in-law were killed. Um, yep. So it looks like he's between the age of 40 and 50 at this point. Um, yep. And it looks looks like he has been strong for the last 20 years, um, ever since the whole incident with the jawbone. Um, so the fact that he loved a woman in the Valley of Sorek I guess it's possible that she was his wife but it's also yep. possible she wasn't yep um, that was very deep but they are it? close friends <laughs> they're at least close friends that's they're right at least very close friends yep so he uh, there are several of these little tests that that she puts him through. Firstly, it's with the the bowstrings that he says, and he's he's playing with her. I imagine they were yep. probably flirting while they were doing this, um, which is weird to imagine. But at the same time, it's probably likely. The fact that she was trying to seduce him. I mean, you can picture it like in a movie, like where there's a woman. You can tell she's manipulating the guy, but she's kind of running her finger along his chest, and he's just like, "Yeah, all right, I'll go with this." Oh, yeah, Women are the only ones that manipulate. That's what my wife just said. What? That she is exactly that. right. Thank you. Um. <laughs> Thank you for confirming that as a woman. All right. We've done it. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, after this, the after the bowstrings, obviously, it didn't work. Um, my wife just threw something at me. Was I it bread? No, it was a wet cloth. <laughs> oh, so gross. It, got water on my bible and the back of my neck so <laughs> i'll be nice and cold now 
Um, yeah, you're welcome. That's the best. Thanks. Yeah, she's looking out for my health. Uh, okay, so Delilah says, Hey, you mocked me. Why'd you tell me lies? Please tell me how you might be bound. And he says, uh, Buy me with new ropes that have not been used and I should become like any other man. Now, us, having read the story, will know this obviously didn't work because he was bound with new ropes right before being given... Uh, yep. With the uh, the jawbone incident. So... Uh, again she hides and then yells the Philistines are upon you Samson men are lying in ambush um, oh wait sorry the men were lying in ambush in the inner <laughs> chamber <laughs> let me tell you our entire plan I'm seducing you trying to find out how you get your strength <laughs> oh no I wasn't meant to say that it's like she's reading from flashcards that are being held up in the <laughs> audience Although teleprompter and they're trying to tell her something but she's just reading it oh man classic uh classic so television he gets up and rips the ropes off his arms like a thread probably like yarn quite easy to break um some threads are hard to break you know like if you're trying to break twine sometimes you need to use your teeth yarn. yeah it's heaps easy to break yarn fee trust me I've done it in this situation before. Millions of times. Yeah, brand, brand new yarn that has never been used. I've broken it as if it were spider's web. Got all sticky. But if you if you were bound with it, you could slowly snap one at a time, but as a whole, it would be quite hard to get out. Mm-hmm. And this guy just hulks out. Absolutely. And then, after twice, Delilah still is like, you're embarrassing me. I'm trying to prove how to get you to not be strong. Mm -hmm. Tell me the truth. And you're just like, come on, Samson, just punch her or something. (laughs) I do not condone punching women, just for the record. Although, we have have firmly established that women are the ones that manipulate in relationships, not men. The only ones. Mm -hmm. The only ones, yep. Uh, Okay, so this next part here in verse 13 is where we discover that Samson likely had dreadlocks. Yeah, dreadlocks. Yeah. So he says, if you weave the seven locks of my head with the web, again, don't know where this web is coming from, uh, and fasten it tight with the pin, the pin, uh, then I shall become weak and be like any other man. So she... While he sleeps, Delilah weaves his seven dreadlocks together and pins them up into a dreadlock man bun, I guess. Yep, super hipster. Yep, and so that is supposed to weaken him? How yep. How superstitious do you think they were? Or how, I don't Heaps. know, I don't want to say gullible, but it just seems so weird that they would yep. believe that something like that would be the weakness it's like with the it's like the the marvel character venom how his weakness is fire as well as sound but fire is his weakness if you know that it's like a boss in a video game you just use fire on him and you're good and with samson you just throw seven bowstrings at him or you tie up his hair in a man (laughs) bun or whatever it is it just seems so ridiculous uh, and obviously we find out that it is the hair itself that that is yeah. is what is keeping it. But there is spiritual significance to that. B- 
but I guess to somebody that is outside of the law of Israel, she probably wouldn't be familiar with the Nazarite vow. Um, no. So she wouldn't put two and two together and think his long hair, not drinking, all these things, they have to do with his relationship with God, which is where he gets his strength from. So she's not thinking like that. She's just thinking, how do I find this boss's weakness in the video game? And then I'll just yeah. exploit that over and over. Jump yeah. kick, jump kick, jump kick. That's all you need. <laughs> yes, jump kick over and over. Um, okay, so the Philistines are lying in wait again. And she calls out, the Philistines are upon you. He awakes from his sleep, pulls away the pen, the loom, and the web. And she says to him, how can you say I love you when, when your heart is not with me? Um, you've mocked me. How dare you do that? You haven't told me where my strength come, where your strength comes from. So, what are you getting from this interaction here, Jeremy? Uh, that either both of them are kind of doughy, mm-hmm. because and they misunderstand what love is, right? Because they're clearly manipulating each other to destroy each other. Or Samson is being very cheeky. And playing with his wife because he knows that she'll never find out. And the Philistines are being really weird because if he, she can tie him up while he's asleep, why can't they just sneak in and stab him in the neck? Because that won't really not kill him. Mm-hmm. But then he tells the secret, which is so dumb. So you wonder if all of this nagging is weakening his faith in God or his will to live or something and why would he stay with a lady like that yeah I'd look your guess is as good as mine I have no idea why Samson would okay I Fee stop sending me texts she keeps sending me texts and it's vibrating into the microphone I'm sure Oops, dropped my phone. Okay, well, that won't be a problem anymore. Maybe she makes a really good hot sandwich. Maybe. And he's just like, I can't leave this broad. She makes good hot sandwiches. Maybe it's a good hot beef sandwich. Uh, But, okay, so the thing is, she was trying to seduce him and say, where do you get your strength from? And Samson goes, oh, it's it's this thing. And she goes, all right, I'll try that. And then she tries it and he goes, oh, Yep, that wasn't it. Sorry. Try again. (laughs) Yeah, it seems as though he's kind of daft because he just keeps on going along with all these things and now he's like, alright, alright, fine. It's really this thing. Even though she has done every single thing that he claimed it was up to that point, he doesn't think she's actually going to cut his hair when he tells her, if you cut my hair, I'm weak again. That just seems so ridiculous. What is wrong with him? Yeah, what is wrong with him? Alright, I thought so you were going to have an we... Oh, no, 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 we might find it soon. Okay. Then he tells her the truth, for some reason. Yeah. And he, um... And it's so... He tells her that he's never had his hair cut, and that's the way. Like Rapunzel. And then the weirdest part of this, I think, is... Verse 19. Mm-hmm. She made him sleep on his knees. No, on her knees. And she called knees. the man and had... Oh. So, 
he fell asleep with his head Whoa, in her lap. What? Yeah. And <laughs> when I first read that, I thought, wait, he was kneeling down when he slept? Yeah, that doesn't that's sound what comfortable. I read. Dead, dead legs for everybody. That would just be so weird. Like, yeah. hey, darling, can you fall asleep on your knees? Yeah. Nothing sus. <laughs> Oh man. Okay, that so, is so odd. do you do you think his head was in her lap and she was brushing his dreadlocks, saying, "Flower, gleam and glow, let your power shine." Definitely, but uh, yeah. when she was combing the dreads, she'd always get stuck because you can't really comb dreads. True. So well, he was just like, "Oh, stop that!" There was a flaw in that logic. I All hate right. this song. Yeah. <laughs> let the clock reverse. Oh, I can't do it. I'll never be young again. All right. Fine, I'll sleep on your knees. Yeah. This is so weird. <laughs> Look, listeners, if you have ever seen somebody fall asleep while kneeling down, please send us a picture or tell us about it because that would be amazing. You could probably go and cut their hair while they're doing it. Huh? Huh? Oh, I, I once fell asleep with my knees tucked up to my chest, but that's not quite the same thing. Yeah, fetal. Everyone does that yeah. sometimes. <laughs> I was wedged. I was wedged between two big rocks on a beach. Oh, what? I was that so tired. Terrible. I hate yeah. the beach. <laughs> it was. I know. Oh. Me too. <laughs> All right. Uh, so he falls asleep on her knees, and a man came in. A barber came in, probably with a barbershop quartet on his heels, and cut his hair. Really interesting, then it says, Then she began to torment him and his strength left him. What do you take from that? Um, either that the tormenting made his sleep, uh, his strength leave him, which is not what we told earlier. Right. Or it took a moment for the strength to leave him. Like, it wasn't instant. Hmm. Um, but then it's so funny that after he tells her... He doesn't expect her to do it because when he wakes up, he gets ready to, like, own everyone again. Yeah. Because of, uh, verse 20, maybe. I will go out as other times and shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had left him. Hmm. So, he either didn't really believe that that's how he was going to lose his strength, which makes sense because he'd never cut his hair. Yep. Or he didn't realize that she had cut his hair, which is also so strange. Mm-hmm. But finally, the Philistines get to uh, seize him and gouge his eyes out Ugh. and brought him back down to Gaza and bound him with bronze shackles. Yep. And he ground at the mill in the prison. But the hair of his head began to grow again after it had been shaved. And this is just so unwise of the philistines that they let his hair grow back so stupid so no one is really understanding or taking note of anything no well okay so that's it's pretty curious though because if we consider the fact let's just ignore that his eyes were gouged out because that's pretty gruesome but uh let's just say uh they cut off his hair maybe giving him the equivalent of a crew cut Maybe they, they gave him the uh, short back and sides um, yep. while he was sleeping. So then his hair grows back and God returns to him. I think there is something more at work. I think it is a combination of the fact that uh, Samson's hair grows back 
and that he cries out to God um, that allows his strength to return. Because yep. if his hair just grew back, then he's putting his faith in his hair, and that's not really what God wants, obviously. Who would want to put nope. faith in someone's hair? You'd, then you'd be like Mother Gothel, and that's, that's just not good. So uh, maybe the fact that his hair was growing back reminded him of the Nazarite vow and kind of brought him back to his roots, pardon the pun. Yep. Great. Very true and very good pun. Thank you. Thank you. All right, so the, the lords of the Philistines, while, while in Gaza, he's grinding at the mill, okay? Uh, the lords of the Philistines gather to offer great sacrifice to Dagon, their god, which is a big fish, uh, and rejoice. And they say, our god has given Samson, our enemy, into our hand. Really interesting that the, uh, the little bit of foreshadowing or maybe a hint of things to come, which I guess is foreshadowing, whatever, uh, is stated in verse 22. The hair of his head began to grow again after it had been shaved because yeah. what follows here with the Lord's offering the sacrifice seems as though it's immediately after Samson gets taken. So his eyes are gouged out, hair's cut, taken to the mill, chained up with bronze shackles, and then they offer the sacrifice, and then his hair starts growing back. But the order of the... The, uh, the the wording here is a little bit interesting in that it gives us a hint of what is to come before the actual chronological event of his hair growing back, I yeah. guess. Unless his hair grew really quickly. Could have happened. Yeah, and it, it may be because it's supernatural hair. Yep. Maybe. So everyone's praising but Dagon. Then yeah, yeah. And it's interesting that they praise Dagon because Dagon... <laughs> gave them Samson but what actually happened was Samson's decision to stop trusting God or stop having faith in his hair that's what gave them victory in quotation marks like it had nothing to do with their God their God is not active at all in this story right it was the absence of Yahweh that brought it back yeah brought about the victory exactly. not, not the presence of another God okay cool with you so then they um they bring out Samson to entertain them like a clown, which wow. we've always been there, I suppose. Yep. And they paint him stand between the pillars, and later we find out that these pillars are very integral to the structural integrity of the building. Yep. And Samson said to the young man who held him by the hand, let me feel the pillars on which the house rests, that I may lean against them. Yep. And so the house was full of these people, and they are partying, and there are thousands and thousands of people, so this building must have been huge imagine and how many Samson of them called, he could have killed with the jawbone of a donkey yeah exactly he could have quadrupled it absolutely but then samson called out to the lord and this book is all about um people not trusting god and getting thrashed and then trusting god and calling out for him and seeing rescue mm-hmm. and so here we have this um this wave of this story O Lord God please remember me and please strengthen me only this once O God that I may be avenged on the Philistines for my two eyes hmm. which is just so odd that he <laughs> he understands how this works but at the same time he's still like I want vengeance for my eyes yeah just ridiculous yeah and so Samson grasped the two middle pillars on which the house rested and he leaned his weight against them and he even says, let me die with the Philistines. And then he leaned on the pillars and it crushed them all. 
Yeah. So Whoa, and it says so the dead when he killed at his death were more than those whom he killed during his life. Wow. That is crazy. And he was judging Israel for twenty years, so Yep. Hectic. Alright, so then his brothers and all his family came down, took him, and brought him up and buried him between Zora and Eshtaol in the tomb of Benoah his father. He had judged Israel twenty years. So Zora was where Samson was raised. And obviously Manoah was buried nearby. Um, Samson cries out to God. And like you said, seeks vengeance instead of seeking deliverance for Israel, I guess. And it's weird. Yep. It's, it's, it's super weird. Yeah, it's kind of weird for him to do that. But at the same time, I think he recognizes the fact that he just never got it together. And he thought, ah, there's so much about my life that is just not good. And the fact that my hair was cut is a sign that my Nazarite vow with God is done. And I may as well go with everybody else. And so he does. And so in in a way, it's, it's good because it's the lords of the Philistines. So he kills all of the leaders of this... Uh, oppressive nation but uh, at the same time he could have done so much more I think even as a blind judge I've seen Daredevil blind people can do amazing things they can be superheroes too they can be lawyers which I guess in a way judges were but it's not I'm not happy with him but I I wonder too wrong yeah, yeah, he had a lot wrong, but I wonder too if these 3,000 people were all the leadership of the Philistines, so by taking them all out, you crush their sense of oppression of other nations because they have no leadership. Mm. So that's one, and then the, the whole book is about a nation that keeps forgetting God and then cries out for rescue and God is faithful, mm-hmm. and being led by some almost pious God-fearing men and women yep. and then some definitely not so pious men and women that God still uses yep. and we mm-hmm. see that later in the Kings you have all of these individuals that are sometimes good and yep. sometimes terrible and then sometimes neutral they're just lukewarm True. but God still uses some of them to bring glory to the earth Mm-hmm. Right, so uh, looking back at this book of Judges, it's a uh, it's a roller coaster. There's ups, there's downs. Sometimes you throw up, and yep. I guess it's just part of it. Because, uh, like you said, God used people regardless of whether or not they were fully into it or not. I just said or not twice, uh, but <coughs> I guess we we have to learn from the example of not falling into this cycle of sinning and repenting or sinning, oppressing, oppressing, oppression, repentance, Ugh, mouthful. Um, <laughs> we need to try and avoid that. And yep, in order definitely. to do that, we need to keep God at the center of our lives because we see in the book of Judges, every time Israel was being judged under God and had a firm, uh, foundation in the law in their relationship with god they were fine they were at peace they were even prospering but anytime 
they sinned, anytime they fell short of that, the opposite happened. They were oppressed. Yeah. There was even even though they may have felt like they weren't doing anything wrong, just the fact that they changed their uh, their focus from God to a different God of whatever shape that took. Yeah. That caused so many problems and it caused death of thousands it caused whole family lines to be cut off from god and his uh and a relationship with him potentially for good and so it's it's heavy stuff the book of judges there are some really cool moments obviously we both like the story of ehud pretty awesome definitely uh but man it's a it's heavy it's like reading job where you yeah. get to the end of it and you go, oh, that's good, I learned a lesson, but at the same time, oh, did I have to go through that? And now with this, we see Samson as the last of this period of judges, and then Samuel begins the next period of, uh, of leaders, the prophets. Um, and also the kings, we have a, a long way to go from here. Israel is fairly far down in the valley, spiritually speaking, so they need a bit of a pick-me-up, and I'm looking forward to getting into it. Sames! Great. Well, Jeremy, do you have any advice from these couple of chapters uh, and as we move forward into the next book? Yeah. uh, All of us have been given strengths and weaknesses and limits, and we've also been given this knowledge that God responds to our call and God has a heart for rescuing us Mm -hmm. and so with those thoughts we should avoid our weaknesses and limits and strengthen and champion our strengths so for example uh, I just forgot his name Samson Samson probably should have gotten a faithful Israeli wife Mm-hmm. and settled instead of moseying around doing stuff that he probably shouldn't have. But at the same time, God used him. Yeah. So if our hearts are that God would use us, God will use us. And sometimes the opposite is true too. Mm-hmm. And that's a bit like David too. Okay, so with all of that said, uh, my name is Ryan. And my name is Jeremy. You can find us on social media, anywhere that you use it, um, and also different social media websites. So if you're on the bus, you can find us on social media, or if you're at home. Um, But also we're on email, Gmail. Uh, Just send us an email. That'd be great. Everything's in the show notes. We'd love for you to, to hit us up. Love to have some feedback on this series in the book of Judges and hear what you're looking forward to about the uh, the rest of the Old Testament going forward, and may all anytime you use butter, may your butter be perfectly uh, melted to the point not where it soaks into bread and kind of is hard to spread, but is just soft enough that it spreads beautifully and isn't too hard that it doesn't kind of crumble all the bread. Because that, that's the worst. May your butter be perfectly melted when you use it. Delicious. Delicious.